Welcome everyone to the Transfer News Central podcast. I am James, I'm your host today. Really great to be here, great to be back on the show. Haven't done one of these for a while. And today it's another solo episode. Jolly did a solo episode last week. And today I am going to be doing one myself. And we've got a lot of questions from you. Thank you for all your questions. Really, really, really great. And there's a lot, of, lot to talk about in football right now. It's the January transfer window. It's the last week of the window. Last week is always the busiest week in January. So there's lots coming on. Lots of rumours. Lots of stories. Lots of things happening. And um, we're going to try and cover it all today. It's going to be really great. I'm really excited to do this. So, um... We're going to get underway and we're going to get into your questions. Really, the first question, and I think we need to cover this, this club first, is on Manchester United. And we had a couple of people ask about Manchester United. T. Abel Pounds, will Bruno finally come to United? Charles Krigger, is Manchester still on Bruno? I think Bruno Fernandes, I think, from Sporting Lisbon. And then it's Mark Mark. What am I and United doing in the transfer market? And the interesting thing is it's very, very timely, those questions, because as I'm recording, news has broken that Manchester United have agreed a fee with Sporting Lisbon for Bruno Fernandes, the creative attacking midfielder, playmaker. They've been chasing him for about a month. It feels like they've been chasing him forever because there was lots of stories about him in the summer to go to Manchester United. He was also linked with Spurs when Pochettino was, was still manager in the summer. So he's a player that Pochettino likes which I think is really really interesting regarding Manchester United and yeah so he's a player that Man United have wanted a window and it seemed like the deal was off it seemed like it had fallen apart the Manchester United were not going to pay what Sporting wanted uh, and today even today was a dramatic day because we had Barcelona linked with Bruno Fernandes and it looked like that was going to happen and it looked like Man United were going to lose out to Barcelona then in the evening we come and we, we find that Man United have agreed a fee so I think there's something going on behind the scenes there I'm not sure how we, how real Barcelona's interest actually was it could have been another great deal by George Mendes leaking leaking interest of another club to get to get the main interested club to pay the money and get the deal done and if that was the case it's paid off because uh, Manchester United looked to have got their man and he will be a really great signing for them I think he's a quality player he's very creative he's goal scoring and he will definitely add something to Manchester United they've struggled against low blocks all season they've struggled to break down teams when they sit back and play deep and Bruno Fernandes will most definitely help with that um, whether he's the whether he's going to solve all Manchester United problems is another question entirely and I'm not entirely I don't think that's I don't think that is the case I think he will help I think he will improve them I don't think he's the difference necessarily between them finishing top four and not finishing top four I think they need a top class striker for that and the striker that's been most linked with them this evening is Slimani who's a Leicester who's the Leicester player on loan at Monaco now it looks like he might go on loan to Manchester United and that's the strong link that's come out this evening they've been linked with other strikers this window obviously they were linked with Haaland who went to Borussia Dortmund they were linked with they've been linked with Jimenez they've been linked with Moussa Dembele from Lyon but they're going for Islam Slimani and you know with, with greater respect to Islam Slimani I'm not sure he's quite the, the level that Manchester United will be looking to to get back to the top of English football um, he's very much a short term signing who can come in and do a job rather than a real long term acquisition who can make a difference as far as I'm concerned but the, the real question with Manchester United is, is this signing is the answer to the problem? I don't think they are with Manchester United. I think there's bigger problems at Manchester United than just signings. I think I don't think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is a good enough manager for Manchester United, if I'm honest. And the bigger problems are not with the manager, in fact, which says something when you know when you've got a lot of manager like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, he's probably not good enough, but he's not the main problem. Um, I think the problems are, are, in, are with the ownership and the board. You know, um, the Glazers and in particular Ed Woodward. I think their priorities are not the same priorities 
Atlantis as a football club. I think they want they're more interested in money, they're more interested in making a profit, and they're not football people, and there doesn't seem to be any kind of long-term footballing strategy at all. Today they were linked with the sporting director of PSG, which will probably help in some way, but until they find a coordinated football strategy and start putting football first over profit, I don't think they're going to get back to where they are because they are miles behind Man City and Liverpool right now. They're way behind Leicester on the pitch and they're even behind six points behind Chelsea who had a transfer ban this summer and looked to finally be having getting a long-term plan in place. So they're not in a good place, Manchester United. And to be honest, I'm not sure they'll be going to be that attractive as a proposition anymore because of the, the way the club's being run and the, the, you know, the, the management has well, Lelegan Solskjaer is not the kind of manager that attracts players. The way things have been for Manchester United, I don't think they have the same pull. They're still a massive club, without a doubt. They've still got big money, but if people have a choice to go to Liverpool, Man City or Manchester United, they're, only, they're not going to Manchester United. So, yeah, it's, it's a difficult time for me to be a Man United fan, especially after where they were, and uh, we'll see what happens there. That's Manchester United. So, the next question was there's a few questions on Chelsea. There's a couple of people, Prince Paulinus Agasilo. Can Chelsea sign one player in January and there was another question on Twitter about Chelsea which was uh, about whether the Chelsea fans even Chelsea board even recognise that Chelsea need players <laughs> so a couple of questions on Chelsea and Chelsea's a very interesting one this window because they had the transfer ban reduced they campaigned to get the transfer ban reduced and a lot of pl- a lot of people thought this meant Chelsea were going to go out and spend massive this summer I'm um, sorry this this January and they haven't bought anyone as as I'm speaking and there's a big protracted pursuit of a striker because it's quite clear that Tammy Abraham needs to pull up front they need somebody who can take all these chances they're creating lots of chances in every game and they're not being clinical enough I saw some of the stats the other day that if Chelsea does he have second highest expected goals in the Premier League and they have the lowest conversion rate which tells everything you know where Chelsea's needs are they need goal scorers Um, and not just not just in terms of strikers they need people out wide who can score goals because although the likes of William um, has had a a pretty decent season he's not a goal scorer Callum Hudson-Doy's only just come back from injury he would probably become a, a goal scoring winger at some point but he's still coming back from injury he's still making his way you know still only 19 years old so we can't expect miracles from him yet you know with the likes of Ruben Loftus-Cheek who's a big goal scoring midfielder who's been out for a long time they've missed goals from midfield now Mason Mount pitched in with a few at the start of the season Pulisic has pitched Christian Pulisic has pitched in with a few but they're missing goals and I think that's been their priority in this window and the, the player that they've been most linked with is Edison, Edison Cavani from PSG it was thought that he wanted Atletico Madrid and that they were his priority and Atletico were making bids for him um, but Le Quip has reported today that, that PSG have rejected Atletico's second bid for Edison Cavani and that this will be Atletico's final bid. So, because they can't afford to play, they don't want to pay any more for him than they already are. They've bid 50 million euros and they're not going to bid any higher than that. So that means that he will not be going to Atletico Madrid in this window. He's out of contract in the summer, so he has a choice really to sit on his sit at PSG, collect his wages and not really play much till the summer, or, or to go on loan now till the end of the season and then go to Atletico Madrid in the summer or just to move permanently now because there's reports that Atletico Madrid are looking at other targets as well. So it's going to be interesting one with Cavani I think there's a chance he ends up at Chelsea I do I think he'd be a good acquisition for Chelsea because he's an experienced player he's a player that has great great attitude winning mentality can be a great example to a lot of the young players can be a mentor to somebody like Tammy Abraham and help him develop and improve you can take the burden off him by scoring goals and um, he can also play out wide which means you could play them together which would which would improve Chelsea's goal scoring so there's a lot of good things about Cavani obviously he'll be he'd only be there for six months or 18 months but he could still have a good 
long-term impact in that time because of his impact off the pitch as much as on it. So I think it would be a very shrewd signing, actually, if Chelsea managed to get it over the line. In terms of other signings, in terms of the other question about whether Chelsea know they need players, I think they absolutely do. I think they, they got the ban reduced because they thought they could do something. They thought if there's a player that we want that we can get in January, we will go we will go do that deal. But I think Chelsea's transfer policy has changed from what I've heard. It's they now want quality over quantity and they have targets they have and they don't want to get players who are not quite good enough just because they need desperately need a player. They will only go for players who have the sufficient quality and in positions that they need to strengthen. And I think that Frank Lampard is driving that as well because they want to change the way they've done things. They want to make sure they don't end up with more Danny Drink Waters and other players like that who pay big money but are not good enough. I think you know and who were kind of panic signings as well. So we need they want to get away from that and I think it's the right policy. I do. And I think, you know, with the money that they got last summer, they got about 150 million in last summer. They will make another big lot of money this summer because people are going to move. We've had a lot of dead wood in the squad. You know, Pedro and William will be out of contract and probably leave. Giroud will probably, Olivier Giroud will probably leave this window. And then you'll have the likes of Marcos Alonso, possibly Emerson, Ross Barkley and and other players who will leave in the summer and be sold. Um, Bakayoko has a has a sell-on clause to, for Monaco. Um, they could pay 30 million and they can sign him permanently in the summer. The money from Morata, the same of Avaro Morata will come through in the summer because that's when that deal becomes permanent. So Chelsea will have a lot of money to spend in the summer and I think they have big targets. I think they know where they need to strengthen. They just don't want to they would just rather wait till the summer and get those big targets than um, get targets who maybe aren't quite as good now and miss out on those big targets in the summer. Um, And that's I think a good policy. It's a risky strategy given where Chelsea are and the, the bad form that they've had and, you know, that the, they haven't secured top four yet, even though they probably could have done if they'd won games that they should have done when they've taken opportunities, when they've, if they've taken opportunities that other teams have given to, given to them to, uh, to, to get to build up a strong lead. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Chelsea towards the end of the window. I think that's another one where keep, keep your eyes peeled, but I do think they know that, that the squad needs serious improving and I think you'll see that in the summer. I think there'll be big, big movement at Chelsea in the summer because they have serious money to spend and Chelsea want to be up back at the top again so yeah I would keep your eye on Chelsea in the summer and I think there's a good chance they get someone now as well so we'll see a uh, great question from Ezron Zabion um, how are Leicester doing now in your opinion and any players needed to boost the squad Leicester now at the beginning of the season I said Leicester would be serious challenges for the top four they have, a, they have a very strong strong team they have a good manager in Brendan Rodgers they play good football they haven't got European football this year so there's no midweek games which means they can play almost the same team every week and they've been fantastic this season absolutely fantastic and yes they've had a bit of a stutter over Christmas New Year when they've had a bit of fresher congestion and fatigue but that's normal and then some of the opposition they've played in that time has been difficult as well they've played a lot of the big teams so they're still right out there in contention for the top four they're still right up there pushing you know and I think they'll be out there towards the end of the season they've got the quality in the squad they've got a good manager he's got experience in the Premier League and you know they're going to they're going to they're going to be fine I think in terms of challenging for the top four I'd be very surprised if they didn't make top four now and if they get top four they will they will have more money in the summer to spend on players as well and I think then they will improve the squad and Leicester have a very good scouting network they've bought very well recently if they keep that up with a bit of extra money then they'll be even better next season so yeah and I think it's good time to be a Leicester fan right now and I don't think you need to worry about whether you sign anyone this window or not you've got the squad that's good enough 
and it's playing well that has momentum the only the only problem would be is if someone like Jamie Vardy got injured long term that would be a problem but um, other than that I think Leicester are in a very good position right now um, I think yeah that's them and I think so the next question is basically Matty wants to know about Arsenal and, and who they're signing whether they're going to get anybody there's a big link this window to a centre back they've been looking at centre backs all window there were some links with um, Gumieres from Bruno Gumieres who's now gone to Leon, who is a central midfield player very good player I think very good signing for Leon. Um, but they've been. But the, the the most recent link is uh, Pablo Mari, the Flamengo defender. Um, the club are looking at working on a loan deal um, and with an option to buy. That looks like it could happen. I don't know much about the player, if I'm honest. But um, I think again, it's another one where you'll see limited movement this summer at Arsenal. Uh, sorry, this January at Arsenal, and then in the summer they will go out and buy players, uh, specific players that Mikel Arteta wants to improve the squad and play the football that he plays. So there's that. And it, I mean, the other the other interesting aspect to Arsenal is um, Aubameyang because there's been strong links with Barcelona this week that they want him. Given his contract situation, he's not signed a new contract. He's got one year left and there's no sign he's going to sign a new one. So what's going to happen with him? I don't know. My hunch is he will stay at least till the summer and then move if he's going to move. But you never know in the transfer window. <laughs> That's the thing about the transfer window. You never know what's going to happen, especially in the last week of the window. I keep saying to people the last week of the window is when it all happens and we're in the last week of the window so yeah uh, keep your eye out on that one that's a, definitely a story to watch but from what I've seen of Arsenal so far under Mikel Arteta I think they're going in the right direction and if they can get the right players they will they will be a lot better next season they will be top four challenges next season if they get the right players so yeah and that's all the questions that we have so um, that's really really great thank you for all the questions really great um, keep them coming because we'll probably do we might do more of these kind of episodes so now it's on to um, other transfer news can't cover everything <laughs> but the major transfer news and I think there's a lot to talk about regarding Spurs because uh, they've already signed Fernandez from Benfica on loan and um, this week they've been now linked with with um, Bergwin the winger and uh, looks like he could be joining them uh, the left winger very talented left winger plays for Netherlands um, he's yeah it looks like that could happen he will be a very good player for them I rate him very very highly very skillful can beat players um, can create things um, can score goals he's a very very talented player and he's been a long term target for Spurs and I think um, I think he will he will be a good signing for them that looks like it's happening deal worth 30 million euros apparently there's a good chance that that will happen before the end of the window the other area that Spurs look to be strengthening is up front they've been chasing a striker all window because Harry Kane is pretty much out for the season and they've been linked with a number of strikers but the one that seems to be emerging is the most likely is 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 Christoph Pytek from AC Milan um, he's Pytek has been available window he is um, he's he's not starting at Milan he did, had a very good season last year which got him his move to Milan where he subsequently did well last season and uh, this season he struggled but he's still a talented young striker uh, very much a, a poacher a striker that does well in the in the Premier area can finish chances he's been linked with a number of clubs in the Premier League uh, in particular he's been linked with, linked with Chelsea he's been linked with um, he's been linked with Newcastle I think and Crystal Palace and a few others but Spurs strength links are looking stronger now and it's starting to look it was reported today Nizar Kinsella from Goal reported that um 
that he wants now he wants to go to Spurs and there's a good chance that that will happen before the end of the window there, there have been some struggles with terms of the deal whether you know whether because AC Milan want a permanent deal where Spurs are kind of more alone with an option to buy but it looks like those deals could get ironed that, that could get ironed out and I'd be very surprised if Spurs didn't sign him by the end of the window we'll see obviously it's all in the last week it's all been happening this week you know I mean, so many clubs have left it to this week suddenly you've got loads of things coming out you've got Spurs signing two players this week you've got Man United getting a deal done for Fernandez and possibly Samani you know you've got Chelsea potentially signing somebody clubs seem to be like to leave it to the end of the window to sign their, to sign their players so it's it's a really interesting thing going on here there's a lot of there's a lot of transfer news going on I mean lots of clubs will be making um, bids for players towards the end of the window so um, Newcastle are looking for a striker they've been looking for a striker window. they've made a few signings this window but they're looking for a striker they were linked with um, with uh, Pablo Alsa from Dortmund who's available after they bought Haaland but Alsa looks like he's going to uh, Valencia now which is really really interesting for them because he's another player that I mean uh, he's another player that could have been available there seems to be it seems to be a common theme that uh, that clubs want strikers in January clubs are trying to buy goals in January and players that are scoring clubs which have players who are scoring goals don't particularly want to let them go so <laughs> it's always an interesting dynamic that I find in January no matter what happens people clubs are always looking for strikers so yeah really really interesting I'm intrigued to see what happens this week because it's really going to hot up in the next few days and uh, yeah and Wolves Wolves have, Wolves have been clever this window they've made some they've made some signings there's a Sky Sports reporting that Wolves are optimistic they can get a deal done for Olympiacos winger Daniel Podence um, although the deal has been delayed they seem to be talking for quite quite a while but uh, that's an interesting one that could develop Wolves have been very very clever in the transfer market in the last uh, last few years they've bought some very very shrewd acquisitions and we'll see what happens with that one so um, that could be another one for them and another big deal potentially involving Arsenal which has just broken while I've been recording which I didn't mention before yeah they've they've, they've been linked with the right back Cedric Soares from Southampton now that's a very interesting deal for them Soares is a I've always rated Soares as a right back he's a he's a quality player proven in the Premier League uh, he's been linked with other big clubs before he was linked with Chelsea before I think and he's been linked with other clubs and now according to the Telegraph it looks like Arsenal could be in for him and it's really interesting that, that you know that, that Arteta looks to be strengthening his defence first very interesting I think that would be an interesting signing for them yeah uh, and they, they they bought David Luiz in the summer. They bought bought the guy from they bought Tierney from Celtic. Um, who both you know who and certainly Tierney is an excellent long term signing. David Luiz has been David Luiz. He's been great in some games. He's been poor in other games. Uh, and now they're going for Sauce. So yeah, this is just part of Arteta's overhaul at Arsenal. He's uh, say something to look for in the next window as well that he'll look to strengthen in key positions. So that's another one that could happen, and we'll see what happens because yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's so many deals that are going going through now. I could just go on all day with with with, with them um, and and one that's gone through today uh, in fact that, that has been steamy ongoing for the whole month is Christian Eriksen to Inter Inter have been very very busy this window they've got they've got Victor Moses on loan they're, they're looking at they're looking at um, Olivier Giroud from Chelsea as a striking option um, and now they've got they've got Ashley Young from Manchester United and now they've got Christian Eriksen from Spurs on a four and a half year contract for 20 million euros so it's a very that's a very very good deal as far as I'm concerned he's a quality player any any club that was going to get him was going to be benefit um, and I think to get him for 20 million euros which is you know 15 million pounds or something like that that's an incredible deal 
that's an incredible deal and uh, for such a good player and I'm surprised that he's gone to Inter because he would have had very could have had other big clubs after him in the summer um, Real Madrid potentially or Barcelona could even even have made a move and there was rumours that Ericsson wanted a move to uh, to Real Madrid but, but uh, no he's gone to Inter and he will really improve their side you know Antonio Conte has done a fantastic job at Inter he's he's bought well he's got them challenging for the title which given how strong Juventus are and their squad is you know and their record in the last two years is a great achievement in itself and I think you know he's got he's getting backing from the Inter hierarchy you know they backed him in the summer when they got Lukaku and Sanchez and other people like that and uh, now they're continuing to back him now and I think if that continues then there's a good chance they could they could win the title um, I'm not saying that will happen but they will push Juventus all the way because Antonio Conte is a winner you know he's won league titles he won three league Serie A titles he's won the Premier League and, you know he knows how to win league titles and so they're a serious threat and even if they don't win it this season I, I would see them being even stronger next season and potentially winning it then if they continue to back Antonio Conte so um, that's a big deal that's gone through and there were lots of clubs disappointed that Ericsson's gone to Inter I'm sure Manchester United would have been disappointed because they looked at him um, Real Madrid potentially but it's a great deal it's, it's a really really good deal for such a good player at his peak uh, for such a small fee is uh, I think that's a really really good a really really good deal for them so um, yeah that's that's a, that's one of the deals of the window to be honest so some other stories that are doing the rounds um, I think um, Emery Can Emery Chan uh, the former Liverpool midfield player um, who's been at Juventus the last few years he's available this window and he's been linked with a few clubs um, he was linked with Spurs I think but um, uh, it looks like now he is going to Borussia Dortmund for 30 million euros that deal looks very very close to happening and again and Borussia Dortmund they've been so brilliant this window um, getting um, Haaland done for 20 million euros a player of that quality who's who hasn't even played 90 minutes for them yet and has scored five goals <laughs> in a couple of games as a substitute and to get a player like Emre Can for, for left for 30 million euros again will improve them and help them you know push up the Bundesliga this year and um, they're, they're, they're a very very smart club in terms of purchases they clearly have a very good scaring network they're good at getting deals done very impressive um, they seem to get quality players for cheap and then sell them on for a massive profit and they did, they did they've done that with a few players um, now and uh, they did it I mean Jaden Sancho is a great example of that because they bought him for £7 million and next summer he will likely move for £120-£130 million so I mean that's just another example and I'm sure that Holland, when he eventually leaves Dortmund will go for a very big amount of money so great work by Dortmund they've had a really good window as well um, and then my Chan will be a great acquisition for them and another player going back to Inter Matthias Vecino the central midfield player kind of a box-to-box midfield player he's been linked with a lot of big clubs in, in England he was linked with Chelsea um, under Mauricio Sarri um, he was also I think with Chelsea when Conte was at Chelsea I think but but it now looks like he could be moving to Everton uh, the Carlo Ancelotti effect it looks like he could be moving to Everton for um, potentially £17 million pounds. Italian media are reporting that there's, looks like there's strong interest there um, and again I think it's another another great deal because he's a quality player uh, he's a driving box to box midfield player he's playing for he's been playing for Inter he's played for Italy um, and he definitely I think improves Everton in an area that they need to improve they need that strength, that driving uh, force in midfield. They need 
They need that kind of player. And uh, he's, a, he's a player that of the quality that they haven't bought in the last few years. And I think the pull of Carlo Ancelotti will help with that. And yeah, he could be a really good signing for them. So that's another one to keep your eye out on. It's, it's really busy in the transfer window right now. So there's lots of stories. Another one, I think, which is one to keep an eye on, is Sander Berg. He's the defensive midfield player from Genk. Um, he's He played for them and he played against Liverpool in the Champions League this year and was very, very good. He's uh, six foot five, very strong powerful good good tackler very quick and very kind of like a Nemanja Matic meets N'Golo Kante meets Jorginho kind of player very highly rated um, Jürgen Klopp thinks a lot of him um, I know Chelsea have scouted him Liverpool have looked at him um, West Ham were linked with him, with, him, with him during the window but it looks like now Sheffield United could be in for him uh, from all accounts they were in for him in the summer didn't get him they've been adamant about trying to get him this window they've made numerous bids um, and they're trying to get him uh, and they've they're having they've had a few bids rejected so it's going to be that's another one to keep your eye on to see what happens that would be a very very good acquisition for Sheffield United if they can get him um, he's a very good player and to be honest if he went to Sheffield United I don't think he would be there too long because he's such a good player that he would end up moving to a bigger club uh, within, a, within a couple of years I'm absolutely certain of it I mean, he's a very very good player and Sheffield United fans should be really excited if they if they can get hold of him um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of deals happening and there will be more coming up towards the end of the window by the time this goes out there may have been a whole load of new stories coming out and a lot of the stories that I mentioned here may have been may have disappeared or may have become real deals that's the nature of the last week of the transfer window you never know what's going to happen things happen very very quickly things change but that's that's really kind of a little kind of little snap out of catch up with what's happening in the transfer window I've yeah tried to catch up with as many rumours as I can as many of the major ones that I can which especially in relation to Premier League because we mainly cover the Premier League um, but also I've, hopefully I've covered a few other clubs as well so yeah um, it's going to be a really, really interesting end to the transfer window thanks for all your questions keep sending the questions in because we'll keep answering these questions in the episodes um, and thanks for listening everybody and um, get ready for an exciting deadline day and I look forward to speaking to you in very very soon